podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, Sai. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation. On our channel, you can find interviews, podcasts, and content on a whole variety of subjects. We've got shows on mental health, football, films, TV, wrestling, music, and more, uh, including a brand new series on serial killers. Uh, the first episode came out last week, which was uh, on Jeffrey Dahmer. And uh, we've got some more of those coming up soon. We've got the next installment of our films podcast, which is the podcast with no name, with myself and uh, Reese and Jamie. Uh, the next episode of that is probably week after next, because that's a monthly one. Uh, today's episode is our eighth episode in our series on conspiracy theories, and uh, it's another wild one to uh, follow up on the Anunna- uh, Anunnaki and the lizards and the shapeshifters and David Icke last week. We have, uh, so tonight's show is called uh, The 27 Club, Fake Paul McCartney and Celebrity Replacements. So yeah, oh, we're going there, all right. It's going to be interesting. To join me, as we, it's not even a rabbit hole anymore. It's just a a big hole of paranoia, secrecy, crazy shit. Uh, It's my co-host, Reese. Welcome, buddy. Hello, guys. You all okay? I don't know if we'll be okay after we finish with this. After (laughs) after the uh, after the shapeshifters last week, I wasn't sure I could get any. any crazier or any weirder and uh, I think it might so uh, usual usual shtick before we start um, just a little disclaimer really so people don't get upset uh, so before we head down terrifying on weird roads to conspiracy theories I want to point out that just because we discuss particular theories doesn't mean we believe them to be true agree with the points of view or in any way think that's how it went down we're simply here to discuss popular theories have a look at some evidence presented by the people who championed them okay so let's let's start with the 27 club it's it's a weird one so basically the 27 club is a list a long list uh, consisted mostly of like pop stars, rock stars, actors, all who've died at the age of 27. Um, and although, you know, a lot of people claim it's a st- statistical spike to the death of musicians at that age, um, you know, there is obviously document documentary evidence that all these people are dying at 27. Um, but as Reese just said to me off air, you know, these guys and girls, they've got more money than they'll ever need. Um, they're at an age where they're partying, so they're going to have high-risk lo- lifestyles. They drive fast cars. They go flying around the world. It's, uh, you know, it's one of those which is a bit of this and a bit of that. Is it coincidence? Is there something more sinister behind it? I think the main or the only conspiracy part of it for me would be if there's any links to sort of like Illuminati and blue blood blue blood rituals um, which are quite popular theories when celebrity dies um, whether it's like when Paul Walker died and they 
there's always links to to numbers and colors and all this sorts of stuff and and then you the people who research them they find things in the run-up to their death whether it's quotes by them or other people um sort of seemingly referencing their death before it happens um but it is a long list mate isn't it it's uh it's a huge list oh yeah some of the biggest biggest names in music uh you know like jim morrison and a lot of these names um you know they're quite often rumored to be have faked their death or still be alive you've got uh so let's you know let's start with jim morrison um jim morrison died age 27 in france in a bath um of heart failure but he was quite open about the fact that he didn't uh, enjoy fame uh, as much as he used to when he was young, a bit younger he also had said on multiple occasions that he'd quite like to fake his death um, but I think around the time of his death he had settled back into doing things like poetry and writing music again and was actually coming around more to the fame side of things again after having a few years of wanting to get away from it, which I think is where people think maybe that's why he sort of faked his death or there was something a bit sinister behind it because he had come around to it. Um, Kirk Cobain, Amy Winehouse. Uh, trying to find my list now. There's loads, isn't there? There's um, there's loads of like rappers and oh, you go. Okay. Let's just mention the elephant in the room, yeah. Every oh. single name that's coming out had a high influence with drugs. Yeah, yeah, the majority of them do. Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, Jim Morrison, yeah, um, and then you've got Kirk Cobain, um, and obviously then you've got guys like. Um, like rappers like Stretch and Fat Pat. Um, there's loads of it. I, I was surprised how many rappers were on the list uh, from like the late 90s and 80s and stuff. Um, it's a ne- you know, it's a never ending list. I'm not going to list them all. But, and obviously, then you've got like Richie, Ed- Richie Edwards from the Manic Street Preachers. Manic Street, oh, Jesus Christ, I can't speak tonight. Manic Street Preachers, who disappeared in February 1995 but then he was presumed officially presumed dead in 2008 but he's another one who um you know people often spot and say he's still alive living in the in the Goa somewhere in India or whatever um so what do you think right do you think it's just one big huge coincidence or do you think there's something a bit more to it some celebrities I could buy into them faking their deaths and getting away with it but some it's in the nicest way possible they're not famous enough yeah it's... worldwide fame to get away with this and they'd have to be in with some pretty high people yeah they take a lot of uh, a lot yeah, of pulling out wrong, we all know it can be done there's witness protection plastic surgery but there's always someone who knows. There's um, there's actually a conspiracy theory that Jim Morrison is, um, oh, who is it? Is someone famous 
Um, I think it might be Alex Jones that he like uh, you know he faked his own death and then he came back as like a conspiracy theorist. I think it's Alex Jones. It might not be. It might be someone different. But I someone it is. Seen like, that one, I'll be honest. It is it's something really really random like that? Um, like you say, you know, all these people, a lot of them have got a sort of dependency on drugs and a party lifestyle. So it is a case of, you know, if you have too much of that sort of thing, eventually your body will give out. But it's just, you know, there is just so many. Um, and I noticed a lot of them, which is where, it, for me, maybe, the, like I said, the only conspiracy theory I can see from it myself is like the Illuminati type side of the new and the numerology and that sort of thing. Um, a lot of them have died on like the anniversary of like people earlier. So like in 2011, 17, 17 years to the day that Kirk Cobain died, Amy Winehouse died at 27 again, which obviously that pr- produces like a swell of, you know, it, the people speculating again. And th- three years earlier, she had expressed a fear of dying at age 27 as well. And that, those are those sorts of quotes where people go back and they kind of, they see, almost look more into it than what perhaps they, you know, the what was is, meant like, at the time. Like. To be fair, if I spent 90% of my life off my tits on drugs, I'd probably be scared of numbers and things like that, mate. But there's only 365 days in a year. It's not a huge million to one chance. No, no, it's not. So it's, and I mean, it's, it's one of them. It's just a horrible coincidence. Like, take me for argument's sake. My stepmom passed away on my birthday, and my dad passed away on my stepdad's birthday. But it's just total utter coincidence. Yeah, and like you see, like you have like uh, like brothers and sisters being born on the same day, or people being born on the same day as their mother, or you know whatever it may be. There's always room it's, for. Um, it's a one in three hundred and sixty-five chance. It's not huge odds, is it? No, it's not like completely. Uh, you know, out of this world uh, couldn't happen. But the sheer numbers of them is what makes me. I don't. I wouldn't say like I. I'm nowhere near sort of believing it to be any sort of conspiracy theory. I'm more. I find it fascinating that it's happened so much, and like what interests me is that often some of the people it's happened to have been quite critical of the sort of corporations and yeah. the, you know, they've been like quite anti-authoritarian. So it's yeah. like, you know, people like Janis Joplin and Jim, Jimi Hendrix, even Kirk Cobain, Jim Morrison, you know, they're all quite anti... They're the ones who are not just making a noise, they're kind of making a movement. Yeah, yeah, and they, they influence people heavily. In you know, when they were at their peak of fame, people were influenced by what they did and what they said. So if, you know, if in... If someone told me, or if there was like a thing tomorrow where a news report come out or a documentary come out with solid proof that those types of people were killed 
or like Bob Marley was killed by whoever, CIA or, you know, that those types of people, I wouldn't be surprised because they were, like you say, they were, they were creating a movement of people who wanted to live differently and who wanted the world to be different. Yeah. Bob Marley was about like peace and love and getting the world to be a better place. But of course, people who make money from weapons and wars and stuff, they don't want the place to, they don't want the world to be a better place. They don't want no, the world like, to be a place. On, on the flip side there, Bob Marley knew some pretty rough people in Jamaica. Oh, of course he did. And, I, you know, a lot of these people, you know, I think generally if you're in that world and you're doing a lot of drugs, you know some shady, shady people. Yeah. Because you're paying those people extra because you don't want the world to find out. You know, you don't want your drug dealer selling your story to the newspaper saying that Kurt Cobain's just bought a load of heroin or whatever, you know, whatever it may be. Um, So, yeah, this one's a bit undecided for me, a bit weird, a bit coincidental, but equally... I'd like to see the stats of, like, how many famous people have passed away age, like, 34 or something like that. Yeah, it's it's like a big difference. To compare. I think... um, but then, then I was so on my list. I've got like a list of all the, um, the like the, the causes of death, and actually, not many of them are drug related. No, but they I say were... that, but they're like heart related. But like, so for instance, um, some of the earlier ones, like the ones in the this one as far back as eighteen sixty four, which was a pianist composer and conductor who died of an unknown cause um and then there's a couple of those like 1881 neurosyphilitic sclerosis which you'd think is down to like um like you know medicine at the time and then there's a couple of poisonings and complications in the 1800s wasn't like cocaine and lsd and things like that big in medicine yeah yeah exactly that um, but then as you get towards, so then you get to like 30s and 40s um, and it's like this one drug overdose and then it's like a traffic collision, heart attack, car crash. Well, there's another drug overdose. Rolling Stones founder Brian Jones died of a misadventure. And like they're the ones which I'd be more inclined to be a bit like, all right, whenever anything says unknown, misadventure, Car crash. Yeah, car crash. And like, I am, um, when Paul Walker died, I was looking at videos about him. Just looking at video, you know, just like clips of Fast and Furious and stuff. Yeah. And like, a couple of months after he died, there was people in there and they had these like 20, 30 minute videos just talking about all these different reasons and theories about why he'd been murdered starting with like the numerologies behind the date the numbers on the signpost he crashed into and the and the number plate on his car or on the car he was in and just all this like random stuff which these people have you know they would have taken them hours to put it all together um and then i watched something like that and i do think well you know all these celebrities keep dying 
really, shouldn't these celebrities be safer than us because they've got so much money for protection and for, you know, they can buy the, you know, the best flights and the best cars and, you know, whatever it may be. So shouldn't they technically be less at risk if you take out things like stalkers and drugs? But I mean, I guess, you know, if a plane crashes, it crashes regardless of who's in it. But yeah, it's a, it's a strange one, but I'm undecided. But yeah, there's not, you know, there is some drug overdoses on here, but there's a lot of undisclosed illnesses misadventure unknown personally i don't buy into the 27 club as anything more than coincidence Mm. certain celebrities and certain celebrity deaths i could buy into they've been arranged yeah 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 i think that yeah i could see i could definitely see some celebrity deaths over the years being assassinations yeah like maybe not necessarily 27 club there's no Maybe reason not to it, though. No, other than the numerology, if you... Yeah, but there's no down. conspiracy there. I I, I don't get well, this one, do you get me? So, yeah, so like, but... So with, like, the theories behind Illuminati's uh, and, like, so it's like, so basically what it is, it's like a satanic blood ritual where they prepare it previous to the to the murder or the killing um, by they put certain headlines in the newspapers, which have got certain words or pictures in, incorporated into it, and then it's done on a certain day, a certain time, so they add up to you know whatever. Then I'm not sure the exact different uh, iterations of the numbers, um, and then it's basically done in a way that they think that it opens up them, you know, to satan or whatever they believe in what, have they got to be 27 then for this blood um, well no i think the 27 just comes into the general numerology so like oh, it can be quite often it can be linked to threes or sixes or so like i think one of the things with paul walker was that the the road he died on added up to a certain number the number on the number plate of the car added up to that or had the certain numbers in the number on the lamppost added up or was the same so do you know what i mean it was like a series of yeah, the same the, number showing the up with numbers you can make a combination or make it unique yeah, yeah, you any way you want yeah you, know, you but, give two numbers and all related to anything you just got to be able yeah. to like manipulate them a but, bit but then, like, the flip side to that is, like, people who believe in that sort of stuff, numerology, you know, there's no doubt that, like, numerology is massively important in the occult. Um, not not in, just in the occult, in, in nature, mate. Look at yeah, the Fibonacci sequence. But, like, if you think, like, people who believe in, like, the occult or they worship the occult or, you know, whatever you want to word it, they... Um, they put a lot of stock into numerology, don't they? So if you were going to offer celebrity for some sort of occult ritual, then you would do it in a way that these numbers would reoccur and the date and the time and the whatever, the car and stuff, you know, it would all be 
linked if you get me if you're gonna do it but yeah it's a bit of a stretch maybe okay so we're gonna move on to the my favorite part of this which is the paul mccartney uh, the paul mccartney conspiracy okay so some people might not even be aware of this because i only found out about it a couple of years ago so um basically let's uh let's break down what it is first and then we'll go into some of the the evidence behind it so you are you aware of this one vaguely right okay so i'll uh i'll tell I've never really looked into it but i've read about it okay so the paul is dead is the, the sort of tagline which people use so paul mccartney the urban legend or the conspiracy theory is that paul mccartney of the beatles died in november 1966 and he was secretly replaced by a lookalike so september 1969 um a rumor of uh McCartney's death, supposed supposed death, began spreading across college campuses in America, and the rumor was based on a perceived clue, which was found in the Beatles songs and album covers. Um, so I'm just going to stop there because um, that's made a bit of a jump. So in November 1966, there was a car crash. Um, so people who've researched it, there was a car crash in an area where he was, and a man died at the same age, you know, same build or whatever. Um, and because the Beatles were just either at their peak, or I'm not 100% sure on the dates of when the Beatles were, you know, when they came on the scene and stuff. But basically, they were either on their way up or they were at their sort of peak. Um, so rather than, you know, him dying and them just having a big funeral and stuff, they decided that they made the decision with the band and the manager. Uh, is it Brian Epstein? I think, I think um, it was, yeah. So they made the decision to bring in a lookalike. They had someone who was quite often they used as a double for filming or for you know, if they want to, because Beatles fans were crazy, weren't they? They were like, like thousands of them running around the streets chasing them and stuff. So they'd quite often use doubles to get them to where they needed to go without having to navigate, you know, thousands of fans and whatnot. So there was a car crash. They think he died. Okay. <clears throat> so three years later then, 1969, um, this rumor in this, these colleges all around America came out that people had found clues in Beatles songs and album covers. Clue hunting uh, proved infectious as conspiracy theories do, didn't they? And they spread and yeah. people looking. And um, so within a few weeks, it had become literally an international phenomenon of people uh, just convinced that the Paul McCartney wasn't the real Paul McCartney. Um, and he had been secluded in with his family in Scotland. Um, and he had taken a step back from, uh, you know, from public life at that time. So during the 1970s, the sort of the phenomenon, if you like, or the 
or what you call it, like the theory, was subjective analysis uh, in the fields of like sociology, psychology, communications. People tried to reference pictures, his singing, his playing, everything, to try and work out if it was a you know if it was a real thing. Um, he himself poked fun of it. He's poked fun of it as the years have gone on, from like the nineties to now. Um, and I think one of his live album um, was in nineteen ninety three was titled "Paul Is Live," um, with a cover art which parodied, parodied the Clues, which I'm going to go through in a minute. Which allegedly people you know people had picked up on these Clues, and Time Magazine actually featured a headline at one point saying "Paul Is Dead," and in its you know if, and then it featured all the different. Uh, supposed clues so this was quite a, a a big you know a big conspiracy theory because if you think like think about like 9-11 so that's like the most prominent conspiracy theory very yeah. rarely do you see that on like the sun or the you know the big newspapers the big tv you know they don't even discuss it they just completely avoid it so the fact that it was on time magazine shows like how big a uh an issue i suppose or how big a theory it was in terms of how many the thing is with that though the 9-11 one is a government conspiracy yeah yeah. it's a celebrity conspiracy two totally different things governments can cover up what they want to pretty much absolutely celebrities can only cover things up with the help of governments yeah yeah of course but well that's my view of it yeah, yeah, no, I completely agree. So let's go into some of the uh, the alleged um, evidence. So in Revolution Nine, um, which you'll have to forgive me, I'm not um, a big Beatles fan, which is ironic because I love Oasis, but I'm not a I'm not a massive fan of the Beatles. Um, I'm assuming Revolution Nine is a song. Um, and allegedly, if you back back mask the section, so you play it backwards, um, the same section, or the, the section played in reverse, um, says, "Turn, turn me on, dead man," um, and then it's worded really badly. Um, sorry, it's my typing. The uh, yeah, so if you play it backwards, it says, "Turn me on, dead man," um, and then in early. Jesus, I've written this really badly. Sorry, mate. So, fucking hell. Simon, Simon, Simon. I've, like, skipped ahead myself, so I've, like, written it back to it backwards. I'm going to have to do a shitload of editing in this show. Okay. Um, right. <laughs> in early 1969, a rumour circulated in London that Paul McCartney had been killed in a traffic accident. Right, this is what I was trying to explain, and I couldn't find it. Um, he was killed in a traffic accident while driving along the M1 on January the 7th. The rumour acknowledged that there was an accident and someone had died. But it didn't confirm at any point. Although I have seen somewhere, I can't remember where I saw it, that someone, there was a rumour on one of the local radios that Paul McCartney had died, like it was read out on the radio. Obviously, radio yeah. was very different back then, wasn't it? On the wireless, you know, um, 
they were like proper journalists, weren't they? I think we just talk, we talked about this before, didn't we? About the difference um, in radio then and now. Yeah. Um, Back then, everything was believable. If it was heard on the radio or news, everyone believed it. Oh yeah, look at you know, look at War of the Worlds, wasn't it? Um, yeah, people believed that. So, in the, according to a lecture which was titled uh, "Who Buried Paul," which was presented by a man called Brian Moriarty at the 1999 Game Developers Conference. Um, it is not known whether the rumour of the 1969 is related to an earlier episode. In late September 1969, the Beatles released the album Abbey Road uh, as they were in the process of disbanding. So it was like they released the album as they were splitting up. Um, isolated from his bandmates in his opposition to their choice of business manager, Alan Klein, and distraught at John Lennon's private announcement that he was leaving the group. So, basically, in 1969, which is when the rumours started to swirl, that, or should I say, when the rumours started in the college campuses, um, Paul McCartney was very isolated from the rest of the group. He was not getting on with John Lennon, and he had retreated to his farm in Scotland with his wife Linda and their daughters. Um, trying to get to the bit where the evidence is so yeah so he was recluse and secluded uh they published so these universities and student newspapers started publishing articles on him being dead or and so there was one titled is beetle paul mccartney dead and the article addressed the rumors being circulated on all the campuses around the country and then cited some of the clues from the recent albums, including the message which we just discussed, um, Turn Me On, Dead Man. Um, so I'm going to just stop there a minute. You know, with the, um, so with, you know, with like these back masking where they reverse the record and it comes up with yeah. a message, I'm always really skeptical of it because if you're going to put in like a back mask, um, like a reverse message or whatever to me you'd make it make sense like i don't know how difficult it is to do i say that you know with no knowledge of how how hard it is to do now it's probably easy with the technology but back then it was probably a bit difficult but do you know what i mean they always seem like the sentences never make quite sense it's always like uh, random words have you ever actually done it with one of them um yeah i did years ago I haven't, see, I always say I'm going to, but I've never done it, so I, I can't confirm it. You can't confirm hearing a recording being right, can you? No, no, did no, I, 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 we did it with, um, I think it was a Rolling Stones uh, record years ago. And, you know, you can hear it, definitely, and it is creepy as hell, because the music's all backwards as well, so it makes it, you know, seem uh, more creepy, the fact that the music's yeah. backwards. So, um, so yeah, so you've got Turn Me On Dead Man is the sort of the, the backwards message in this song. Um, from the, it's from the band's self-titled uh, LP, which was known as the White Album, um, which is one of their biggest albums, I believe. Um, according to music journalist Meryl Nodin, this was first published 
article which actually addressed him being dead, this student newspaper in 1969. Um, and Harper said that it had become a subject of discussion among students, not just in college campuses in America, but you know, all over the world. Even uh, so, he says he was based in Vietnam at the time, and even there, it was, you know, it was rampant in the English-speaking circles, where people, you know, people believed it. Um, the, the thing is, like you say, back like nowadays, there's so many different platforms to spread news, etc. And also, there's so many different platforms to find out that it's not true. Like back then, like you say, that one little thing on a radio would have spread like wildfire. Oh yeah, and like and nobody denied it, did they? Um, so that's what I was just going to say. They had um, on October the tenth, nine sixty nine. The Beatles press officer uh, responded to the rumor, saying, "Recently, we've been getting floods of inquiries asking about the reports that Paul's dead. Uh, we've been getting questions like that." For years, of course, but in the past few weeks, we've been getting them at the office day and night and at home. And I'm even getting telephone calls from disc jockeys and others in the United States. So, like, it wasn't just the fans and students and people believing it. You know, higher ups in radio stations and <coughs> companies were getting on board with it at this point. But at um, that time, the Beatles were probably the most famous thing on the planet. Yeah. Oh yeah. Anything oh, yeah. with them, people wanted in on. Yeah, and it just—I find it remarkable though that like people, you know, like people within the music industry needed to check. <laughs> you know, they they would they were phoning to find out. Uh, so on October the twelfth, uh, which what did I say just now? The press officer spoke on okay. October the tenth, and then on October the twelfth. Lost my place. Sorry, mate. I'm all over the shop tonight. Um, so on October the twelfth, um, a caller phoned in a D D Detroit radio station, told the disc jockey Russ Gibb about the rumor and its clues. So Gibb and the others then discussed the rumor on air for the next hour, um, during which Gibb offered further potential clues. So two days later, the Mi Michigan Daily newspaper published uh, a review of a satirical view review of Abbey Road um, by a student who would listen to the exchange on the radio station um, and under the headline had written McCartney's dead new evidence brought to light um, he identified various clues to McCartney's death on the Beatles album covers so particularly on the Abbey Road sleeve um, this is the one where they they look like they're in a funeral procession. Procession? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so that's one of the... And I think Paul is wearing... that. They've all got, I think, like black suits on. And he's got like a white suit on, as if he's an angel. Um, and it's like that type of thing. Um, and when they're... The, we know the famous picture of him walking across the road. Uh, on the crossing, Abbey Road. And they're all like, yeah, um, they haven't got shoes on, which apparently is like um, supposed to indicate 
you know, like death as a mark of respect or something like that. And it's like all like little clues, which to me, like I can kind of get the word about the Paul McCartney in a different coloured suit to the rest of them. But the word about the shoes doesn't really do it for me. I just think that's just because they were hippies and... Yeah, you, you could, you know, that could be like saying, oh, the pose they did is in reference to a pagan symbol. And, you know, yeah. that's just one of them things. The different suit thing for Paul McCartney, that is a, hmm. Yeah, and it's like what we've talked about on all the shows, more or less, about um, people who are involved in these conspiracies. They like to give little nods to it, don't they? Whether it's the yeah. government or whoever it is. They do like to give little nods to people. But something like this, I believe too many people would have known the truth and it would have slipped out somewhere. Mm. Well, apparently the only people who know are the Beatles, Brian Epstein, who's dead, I think. Um, so it's like... And the guy who it was. Circle. Yeah, and the, and the guy who replaced yeah, him. You can guarantee like John Lennon would have told Yoko Ono. Well, you'd think that, but would you, if you were involved in something like that? Like, you know, again, it, it would have, it would have again, affected... Again, like going back to the elephant in the room, with all the drugs they'd gone through, probably, yeah. Yeah. I'd have probably been naked on the town hall clock telling everyone. <laughs> yeah, and I think the other way to look at it as well is, um, and John Lennon even said at one point, is that the rumour was insane, but it was awesome publicity for Abbey Road. Because everyone went out and bought it to check out the clues for themselves and go through all yeah. the al- album covers and the pictures and play all the records backwards and, you know, all it's, this. It's something like that. It's a money spinner. Oh, yeah. And then, so then, if you think, you know, like before Abbey Road came out, if you knew this rumour was starting to get a bit of steam, you would put clues in there? Because oh, you... Yeah. Fucking... Some clues, anyone then. worth their salt in PR would be like, we're jumping on this now, wouldn't they? Yeah, and I mean, i got to say, I don't know the, the, like the timeline in terms of did the people, did the rumour take hold after the release of the album? So it sort of came from the clues, or was the rumour out there and then the album came out, if you get what I mean? Yeah, but like, like you think about it now, say a new album's coming out, you've got Facebook. One little message by that band, everyone does their promotions for them. Yeah. Yeah, everyone shares it. New films coming out. The TV studio will put one clip up. How many different people share that? Millions. Yeah. Back then, they didn't have access to anything like this. So imagine a rumour like that popping out and they've gone, hang on, we've got an album coming up. This is going to smash us into orbit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so, okay, let's go through the album cover. So, you've got the funeral procession, which is the cover of Abbey Road. So, the, the main parts of the theory maintain that November 66, McCartney has an argument with his bandmates during a Beatles recording session, and then he drove off angrily in his car. He crashes, was decapitated, which that is interesting because one of the other things we're going to talk about later on also involves a celebrity being decapitated and replaced, which is like an interesting similarity. Um, so 
to, to spare the public from grief or simply as a joke, the surviving Beatle members replaced him with the winner of a McCartney lookalike competition. Uh, this scenario was facilitated by the Beatles' recent retirement from live performances. So basically, at this point, the Beatles were having issues um, within the band. So they had announced they weren't doing any more live performances. So if they did want to replace him, they they could have. Yeah. Because as long as he looked pretty much like him, they were all right because no one's going to question it. And the other members could, pay, could play his guitar parts during recordings and they weren't doing any live performances. Yeah, but look how many songs Paul McCartney did with Wings. Yeah, but, you know, that's easily around, isn't it? No, but they did live things, didn't they? Yeah, but, I mean, again, it's not difficult to navigate that. It's it's unlikely, I agree, but it's, it's not impossible to do something with. Oh no! Yeah. When it comes to technology, there's there's always a way. Yeah, and I think the other thing is as well is um, following the Abbey Road album. Their very, their next album was there was a bit of a gap, and it was called Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, and they completely had a new image. Um, like McCartney had a moustache, and like they completely changed their image. Everything. And if you were trying to disguise. The fact that one of the members is a lookalike, you would do things like grow facial hair and grow your hair out and change your. But again, is this all their publicity stunts all the way? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so apparently, the stand-in was an orphan from Edinburgh named William Campbell, whom the Beatles then trained to impersonate McCartney. Um, others have contended over the year that the man's name was William Shears, uh, William Shears Campbell, which was later abbreviated to P. Shears, and that the repa- replacement was instigated by Britain's MI5 out of the concern for the severe distress Paul McCartney's death caused the Beatles' audience. Um, the surviving Beatles were said to be racked with guilt by their duplicity and their you know, lying basically uh so therefore they left messages in their music and album artwork to communicate the truth to fans who paid attention um the dj who put all the different clues together uh says paul with no shoes on the abbey road cover uh and the volkswagen beetle there was a magical mystery tour uh so this is um ringo star speaking he says, um, a DJ put all those signs together, Paul with no shoes on the cover of Abbey Road, the Volkswagen Beetle. Then there was the magical mystery tour where we had three, where three of us had red roses and he had a black one. It was just madness. There was no way we could prove he was alive. So, sorry, I was wrong about the suits. I knew it was something like that. I just couldn't remember what it was. Um, so in the, on the cover, all the Beatles are holding red roses. And Paul McCartney's holding a blue, uh, black one, um, which you know, there's no reason why one member wouldn't be like, why would one not be 
have why would they not all have the same color rose um, <laughs> it's just barmy mate isn't it? it's, do you know what i mean there's so yeah. many like it's just crazy 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 stuff but um, there will be literally millions of people who bought into this at the time mate i know i'm not even convinced that i don't buy into it because um i'm trying to just find it then there is a there's a documentary about it um and i found out about it actually from again rich, the uh, rich d hall tv show rich planet they had a guy on there who was talking about it and he went through all this stuff um, and i was hoping to watch it before i did this show so it was all fresh in my mind but i just haven't had a chance today which i'm a bit gutted about because i've been a bit squiffled squiffled with my info um i might watch that but yeah i'll um, i'll send you a link to it and i might post the link to it in the youtube video as well because it's really interesting um and i do i haven't communicated it very well in this show i've got to be honest but the way this guy went through all the evidence and they showed the pictures and stuff i kind of leaned into it a bit and yeah. there's some stuff to do with the William Shears, Billy Shears. Um, he's actually mentioned, I think, in a song or something along, you know, later on in their careers. Um, and apparently that's why Lennon went so off the rails is because he couldn't deal with the, like, the amount of lies that they were having to tell. Because you've got to think, you know, that... From that, if that happened from that moment on, they 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 were lying constantly, constantly. You know, in every interview, they were they were lying, um, which is going to take a toll on like your mental health and your and your you know all aspects of your life, really. Um. So yeah, it's uh, it's a weird one that is. So. With this, so with Paul McCartney, they think it's a lookalike, okay? So it's not a, like a clone or anything like this, which is what we're going to move on to now, which is celebs who've been who've died and been replaced by a lookalike or a clone. So we'll start with one of the most well-known uh, theories is Avril Lavigne. So the rumour is that um, the Canadian singer was replaced by a lookalike um, way back in, I think it was 2003. So let's look. Um, so Avril, Avril, Avril Levine was replaced by a lookalike named Melissa in 2003. Um, so the conspiracy theory was that Levine was, has been cloned or replaced. Um, and it's been around the internet on and off. Like, it seems to pop back up every now and again. Yeah. Um, and I guess the theory is that um, she was struggling with the fame at the beginning of her career, and she began using this body double named Melissa. Um, and at some point, the real Avril, Avril Lavigne is said to have died. Um, I read somewhere that it's not on the bit I've written here, but that she killed herself. Um, and the Rackle Company replaced her with the body double um and then there's loads of like pictures and proof of and to be fair some of the pictures you'll see there's big facial differences 
um, from like the sort of early 2000s to sort of more recent or sort of in the last sort of five or six years, like they, one's got like quite a pointy nose and one's got more of a, like a rounded sort of wider nose. Um, and the theorists, conspiracy theorists believe that Melissa has left clues in the songs, uh, such as a song called Slipped Away, where she sings, the day you slipped away was the day I found it won't be the same. Uh, there was even a publicity shot in which Levine had Melissa written on her hand, which was, you know, it's a bit spooky. But if you've got someone who's working as a body double for yeah. you, um, day in, day out, and, and you're a young celebrity, you're going to feel close to them, aren't you? And Yeah, she's going to do a little reference to her. Yeah. The um, nose thing could easily be plastic surgery. Yeah, I think so. It's, like I say, that one, it pops up, like, every now and again. Um, I where do you stand on cloning generally, like in terms of conspiracy theories? Do you think it's a thing? It's believable, very believable. A multi-billion-dollar business, if they got the ability to clone like young pop stars, why wouldn't you? In case something happens to them, yeah, because you don't want to lose your cash cow, do you? Like Unless you're going like to make more like money off the death. Yeah, imagine if someone like Justin Deep, Justin Bieber had died at like nineteen. Imagine how much money all those people who've made billions off him. You know how much money would they not yeah. have made? So like, it's a weird one, isn't it? Maybe the record then, companies look at him and go, "Look, when they hit twenty-seven, we don't really need him anymore." Yeah, just bump them off then, because they've made billions from their cloning projects, and then they make twice as much from their death. Yeah. The um, the cloning thing's interesting though because if you go on YouTube and you write in uh, you search celebrity clone glitch and there's hundreds of videos of news news readers celebrities and there's a famous one of like Eminem where he's doing like a, he's like like on the panel like a, it must be like a basketball game or something um, and they sort of throw to him to speak. And he just like stares into space, like as if he's. But it's not like he's like, um, like messing about, or it's not like he's trying to think of something to say. It's like he's just there's nothing there. It's not even like he's like high. It's like he's that. just. It's just like he glitches. And there's loads of them, the news readers, pop stars, where they just and they what they say is these people are like who believe these conspiracy theories is that there's the clones where they clone someone they it's like a copy and obviously but it, they're not able to completely like they don't work like 100 percent yeah of the time so they like glitch out like you know like computer code i guess and how you know anything electronics and stuff like that they glitch don't they and they they can cause but issues that- wouldn't they have to be an android, not a clone? That I wouldn't... don't know. No, like, I guess a clone is like um, like Dolly the Sheep, wasn't it? Yeah. All them years ago, where they try and they use your DNA to to make a carbon copy. Like, but like an android would be like a like a robotic type one, wouldn't it? So I suppose I don't know. 
but like to me, it seems almost a bit far fetched. But like, what? How many times have we said in these eight shows about whatever technology they say we've got? They're like ten years in front. Yeah, and like they were cloning sheep when we were kids. So like, you're talking twenty years ago. So there's every possibility that they've been able to clone human beings. So maybe it's not as uh, out there as it were. Okay, so next celebrity to supposedly have been cloned, Taylor Swift. Um, so this one's slightly different because it's not a case of um, someone, celebrity dies and then she's replaced by a clone. Uh, the Taylor Swift one is that they believe Taylor Swift is in fact the clone of a former satanic priestess. That's right. Seems, seems reasonable. So the theory is, um, dates back to 2011, it claims that Swift is an Illuminati clone of Zena LeVay, who was the daughter of the founder of the Church of Satan. Uh, essentially, the two look very similar. Um, there's thousands of videos on YouTube comparing the two, which, you know, for some people, that's enough proof. Um, but I mean, you know, that's got a lot of uh, a lot of le- legs in terms of the amount of people who believe it. Um, but then, whenever the like Satan and devil worshippers and Illuminati oh yeah, when as soon as I see like Illuminati and Satan, I think, oh, that's possible. Just yeah, because if, if they just said like, "Oh, Taylor Swift is a clone of Margaret who used to work in the knitting factory," not as believable. Yeah, and like even if, or even if they just say, "Oh, yeah, she died and she was cloned," I'd have been like, "Oh, you know, maybe." Like, yeah. like I was with Avril Lavigne, whereas Illuminati clone of the daughter of the founder of Church of Satan, and it's like, yeah, get on board with that. That's yeah. the sort of shit they would do. Um, Beyonce Um, so Beyonce and Jay-Z long being associated with the Illuminati on certain pockets of the internet Uh, much so much so that Beyonce is referenced in albums and songs Um, it's claimed that their Illuminati uses clones to brainwash uh, you know, new members and the society. Uh, sometimes all it takes to set a conspiracy wheels in motion is two different pictures of the same person. Uh, the Beyonce cloning theory gained a load of attention. Um, I think it was 2016, where a Facebook post compared images of her from 2010 and 2016, and she just looked completely like completely different like the chick on the the like the girl on one side was like like looked like her and then the the one on the other side looked just like there was something not quite right but i mean that could be you know that could be anything that could be drugs that's that just be makeup makeup that could be plastic yeah, surgery yeah. all sorts however i will say that beyonce and jay-z 
seem to be if there is such a thing as an illuminati and uh, like all the stuff we've discussed previously with the like the celebs and pop stars particularly in the music industry they're like bang top of the list for oh yeah like well up to their neck in it however they could uh, you know on the flip 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 side again check me out i'm being the voice of reason today um they he says after he's just reeled off a load of completely wild conspiracy <laughs> theories um that oh, i forgot what i was gonna say then what was i saying then jay-z and beyonce yeah oh uh, yeah so if they were clever even if they're not involved in the illuminati they've made it you know they do signs and references and pictures to make people think they are because it's good pr so if everyone thinks you're doing something why wouldn't you just let them think it and sell more records yeah totally don't deny it just let them think it absolutely um so this one was interesting because i didn't know about this one until i was looking at it earlier on uh britney spears so apparently britney spears is dead um that's the there was a website which is apparently is now not up uh called britneyisdead.com um so back in 1998 right before dropping the now classic rock opera song of baby one more time Britney and Justin Timberlake got into a particularly nasty car accident that resulted in severe burns on Justin's body and an unfortunate case of decapitation for Britney. Um, and the the rumor is that obviously she died, which was interesting to me because obviously Paul McCartney said to have been decapitated. Um, Justin Timberlake is still in a coma to this day apparently and uh you know whoever just the justin timberlake who's been super famous ever since is a clone supposedly uh but because the pop stars um <clears throat> the label was forced to find a you know a, a stand in a lookalike whatever it may be um there were stories on this website that claimed the label's producers went to a mall in America, and just found a young lookalike called Britney Shears, who basically was just like a like a tribute act, which seems really unlikely to me. And that's when they kind of lost me a bit with that little bit of it. And I don't know whether it, maybe it was tongue turning tongue in cheek or what. But up until then, I was like, all right, that's quite interesting. Um, so. But then it does say it seems to sort of go away from that and says no that they cloned the both of them. Um, um apparently Britney's had loads of clones who've come and gone, um, which explains all her like emotion emotional up and ups and downs. So like where they've the clone has been sort of glitching out or having issues, they get rid of it and replace it which seems really harsh. But um, according to this dude, there's a guy called, uh, what was his name? Marshall or something. 
uh, who's pushing this theory, Donald Marshall, um, who pushes this sort of theory or did, um, he says that at any given time, there are at least two, two to five backup clones waiting underground for their turn in the spotlight, um, like for big pop stars. And apparently Britney Spears has been through a lot, which is why her image, and like it's not just her image in terms of what she dresses like, her, her looks have changed a lot over the years. Oh, totally. Everything about her has changed. But how many celebrities totally change everything about her? Yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because, like, I got out of all the one, out of the, not Paul McCartney, but the other ones, like all the ones we just listed, the Britney one makes the most sort of sense to me. Yeah. In terms of everything that's happened with her. And the way her and Justin Timberlake completely like severed, they were like totally in love. And then all of a sudden they just completely severed contact completely. Yeah. And like and became different people. Yeah. Which that kind of fits in with that a bit, like. Um so apparently he says, uh, like any clone, you know, as you were. The, uh, the Britney copies are not as happy, not all happy with their life because um, they're just waiting to be used, basically. Uh, so in 2009's Break the Ice, uh, one of the songs written by for Britney by Donald Marshall. So that Donald Marshall, who's saying about the clones, was actually her songwriter. So he's involved in her day-to-day, or at least her career. Well, that's interesting. That it's not just some random dude off the internet. It's actually a guy who knows her intimately. Yeah, ah, that's put a bit more weight behind that for me. Um, so this "Break the Ice" song was written for her by this guy Donald Marshall. Um, and during uh, during the video, there's like an animated video uh, which depict depicts her blowing up a cloning center. So like a human cloning factory, which, again, like we said about, they love to give a little a nod and a wink to these things. That seems a bit too big of a nod for me. That seems more publicity. It's not your settle at all. Here it is. Look, I can't imagine that this guy coming out and saying all this stuff about Britney being cloned and this and that, and she got decapitated. That's not, that's not doing anything for his career. Because people are just going to think they can't trust him like other artists. Do you know what I mean? Or maybe he did something that they weren't going to trust him anyway, so this was his cover for it. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess, I suppose. You know me, I'll play devil's advocate on anything. Yeah, it's a weird one, that one. It's Might believable. I have to have a little look look into that one a bit more. Um, believable, but there's not enough proof. Yeah, that's the thing, and and like, I do. Find, I I don't like watching the videos of the supposed clones sort of glitching out because I find them really creepy. <laughs> I, I, I know I know when to be bothered by like horror films and stuff at all. It didn't didn't bother me at all. I can watch them, and I know doesn't affect me. But like, they there's something about it. It just 
I find they're really... I'm going to have to have a look at some of these. Unsettling. I, that's the word I would use, unsettling. Um, <clears throat> according to uh, Mr. Marshall, he says the tubes detailed in the video look exactly like the real tubes in the cloning centres. So, whatever, in this animated video for this song, where she blows up the cloning centre, there there's, must be some sort of tubes where they make clones. Um, apparently, that's what they're like in real life. Going to Mr. Marshall. Uh, so, just finishing off, moving on to another Marshall. Uh, Marshall Mathers. There's long been rumours about that um, when he checked himself into rehab after a drug overdose in 2005. Um, and he even said he nearly died at one point. He used the word nearly, of course, because when uh, one is survived by innumerable copies of oneself, you can never really be dead, <laughs> supposedly. Um, Obviously, like Slim Shady is like worldwide phenomenon since the late nineties. Uh, supposedly, the Illuminati approached him as they do with all up and coming pop stars to see how he'd be willing to join their gang of super powerful shady people. Uh, but apparently, he declined and thus was sent off to meet his demise in a fatal car crash. Or, as the rest of the world was concerned, he went to rehab, uh, which is where the, you know, the replacement or the clone was slotted in. Um, of Do you reckon course, that's no why Amy Ryan at Winehouse had them lyrics? They tried to make me go to rehab. I said, no, no, no. Could be, could be, could be, could be. Conspiracy right here, right now. Yeah, you're going to blow a wide open now, mate, I'm telling you. Um, so like Eminem there's some, re there's some weird videos of that dude really really weird but like he's done so much so many drugs over the years that you just don't know like what effect that'll have on someone oh totally effect it'll have on their the way they act the way they behave the way they look so it's very difficult to say that one way or the other um <clears throat> but one thing about him is his um apparently his hairline has shifted dramatically over the years like back and forward but like these days you can have your hair plugged can't you yeah you know i mean they can I, don't, I don't find that too compelling in terms of evidence, because, yeah, you know, it's pretty, when you've got billions of dollars, you can get these things fixed and done. Um, and apparently, the um, it says, no doubt the clone was killed immediately after the interview aired, which is referring to the, uh, the one I was saying about where he glitched on live television. Um, it was, he was with someone called Al Roker, uh, I don't know who that is. It's an American celebrity. It's like doing a live show, and he apparently nearly gave the game away. So, yeah. 
There we go. Um, let's have a look. And then the last one is like Hannah Montana. Um, yeah, the old uh, Miley Cyrus. Yeah, Miley Cyrus, Hannah Montana. Um, apparently, there's like a, I think that's just down to you know where agents and everyone around her realise the sweet girl image. One gonna keep making money. Yeah, but apparently she. Um, so apparently, um, it's alleged that she refused the sort of. She liked her um, cleaning image, and she refused uh, like sexual advances of Disney executives, um, her father included. It says here, but that's a bit weird. Um, <clears throat> Uh, and then after the realizing that she intended to remain like clean cut and stuff, and she wouldn't partake in their um, Illuminati and occult type orgies and you know, all the other stuff that's rumored to go on, they a Disney higher up beat her up, left her for dead, and then brought in the clones to replace her. Um, and there's a YouTube channel called the Miley Cyrus Conspiracies, which goes deeper than other videos and claims to contain proof that Miley Cyrus is a confirmed Draco reptilian shape-shifting hybrid um, and it refers to the fact that her when she blinks she blinks sideways so on that note we will leave it there because that fits in with last week's show I, um, and as they say on Crime Watch, folks, please don't have nightmares. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Um, I apologise about this this show a bit, guys. My throat's really bad, and I've been struggling to get my words out. Uh, so it's a bit 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 more dishevelled than usual. But uh, we'll be back to normal next week. You can uh, you can find Reese on Twitter uh, at Shaw Celtic for all your landscaping needs. Uh, you can check us out on, you can find all our 33 shows on, or 35 by the time this comes out, uh, shows on video format. You can do youtube.com slash C slash Ace Podcast Nation, all your podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iTunes, all that stuff. You can check out our new Serial Killer series. Uh, the podcast with no name, a film and TV podcast where we discuss the latest trailers and news, review some films and TV. Uh, we've got a mental health series where we discuss different mental health disorders from various points of view, including the medical, the parental and the patients. Uh, we've also got another new series, which is mental health and sport, where we speak to ex-pro sportsmen and women, doctors, sports psychologists and more to discuss the pressures of professional sports and ways to manage them and of course we do general interviews with people we've had footballers journalists wrestlers mma journalists podcasters authors and me and reese it's all you need um and this was the conspiracy theory show we'll be back next week with another one and next week we also have jeffrey dharma part two can't wait uh, for that one. Anything to add, mate? Nothing at the moment, mate.
happened today. We'll try and next week. So, oh, there you are. Next, uh, next episode is episode number nine. So I said that uh, when we got to number nine, we, that would be uh, <clears throat> the big one. The big daddy conspiracy. Number nine, 9-11. Oh, yes. So that'll be the next conspiracy theory show. Me and Reese will just discuss when we're going to film it. But, uh, yeah, that'll be next week. Wicked. Thanks for joining me, Reese. Oh, it's a pleasure, mate. Thanks for joining. Thanks for watching and listening, everybody. And we'll see you next week. We are out. Out of a detchy. Sports Social Podcast Network.